0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara.
2: Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk for Monday, June the 24th. I'm your host, D.A. The week begins the countdown to NBA free agency. As of Sunday morning, we'll finally have some of the answers we've been waiting for for months, maybe years for some people when it comes to the guys like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, among others. But before that, it was the NBA draft. And last week on Thursday night, three Blue Devils were chosen in the top ten. Zion Williamson went number one to the New Orleans Pelicans. At number three, R.J. Barrett went to the New York Knicks. And at number ten, perhaps a forgotten man, Cam Reddish, Becomes a member of the Atlanta Hawks. Cam joined Andy and Randy at 92.9 the game in Atlanta and discussed becoming a member of the Hawks and the idea that maybe he doesn't have the motor to elevate his game to the highest level.
0: I'm sure you've heard uh, a lot of the positive things people have said about your game. I'm sure you've heard some of the negative things people have said coming into the draft as well. And for whatever reason, the, the thing that kept coming up was motor, was mm. ability to motivate or something like that. Just hearing you up there earlier, talking to you now, you you talking about hard work. Where do you think that perception comes from? Why, why would folks have an idea that, that your motor wouldn't be what it should be?
3: Um, I think you just I have a calm demeanor. Yeah. Um, people can take that you know, the wrong way. Um take it as I'm being passive and um i, I don't think that's necessarily uh, true or accurate in any way um, I think I just have a calm demeanor and um but you know I'm ready to give it my all so.
4: We we were saying that in your press card, we're like, well, look at—he's cool, man. He's yeah. just not—he's not real, you know. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be out there in the your jacket. face. Look at that, I mean, he's smooth. He's, be cool. <laughs> he's smooth up here with the—that is from the J.C. Penney collection, right? I mean, you're fresh. I mean, oh, they yeah. J.C. Penney didn't have stuff like that when I was growing up. I Me mean, either. That is that is, that is sharp right there. <laughs> and we and going back to the injury because you are a little banged up right now, trying to recover from that. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to play in summer league and all that. So right now, your whole mindset is just getting healthy and getting on the court.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, right now, I feel great. Like, I really think I could play. Uh, you know, no, obviously, obviously, I can't. Um, but I mean, I feel great. I have no pain right now. And um, I've been, uh, yesterday, I worked with, you know, the training staff to, you know, just a little PT. Um, so I'm just trying to get back, you know, as soon as possible. Not, no rush. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely feeling good right now.
0: What is it that, that's that's ailing you, that's not going to allow you to play in summer league? What's the issue?
3: Yeah, I had a, like a partially torn groin, and mm-hmm. I had to just get it repaired. Mm-hmm. Oh well, right. we, yeah, we need Joe. Oh yeah, we yeah got, yeah yeah that yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need Joe.
4: Some like of to all be the there. things
0: you want to tear, right? yeah. a groin doesn't sound like the one you want to be messing with. That is Not so, so
4: far, so since so you you've been here for a couple of days now, how's your interaction been with Coach Pierce so far?
3: Oh yeah, he's a real cool dude. Um, real laid back. I feel like we kind of have similar personalities in a way, and um, but I feel like he'll help me grow, and that's what I want to. You know, that's the ultimate goal. Um, is just to get better and progress every single day, and uh, I feel like he he'll, he'll be the one you know, to push me every single day. Has he kind of defined what he needs from you? um here and there. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a thing we need to kind of figure out, you know, once we get on the court and once we connect, you know, with the the rest of the team and um I feel like you know we'll just figure that out, you know, in the future, in the near future.
2: Well, you could just hear from Cam Reddish in his voice that he's really low key and really chill and maybe sometimes that is mistaken for a guy that needs to be motivated and prodded and has a tough time with self-motivation, but at the end of the day, it's totally fine if the guy is cool and calm and collected. There's been guys like that before that have reached incredible heights. The problem is when Zion Williamson went down last year for six games, Duke went three and three. And oftentimes, Cam Reddish was a guy that seemed to be just a passenger. I think that was the difference between Barrett and Reddish with their seven spot differential in this draft. It was that. Barrett looked like he wanted the limelight and he wanted the pressure and he wanted the responsibility when Zion wasn't there, and Cam did not, that he would float in and out of games. Well, maybe there's a role for Cam Reddish to just be a specialist did not have to be the man, the alpha male that Trey Young can be for the Hawks. But at the end of the day, what you need on a regular basis at the NBA is showing up, and Reddish has to prove that he can do that. Meantime, Chris Paul... James Harden don't like one another. We talked about this last week on Around the Dial. Reports out of Houston is that that relationship unsalvageable. However, over the weekend, Chris Paul said, I never demanded a trade. And over the weekend, there was another piece of news that came out for the Chris Paul camp. And that was the is turned vegan. Houston seems like a weird place to not eat meat. Let's hear from the guys on Mad Radio. Sports Radio, 610 in Houston.
5: Chris Paul says he didn't demand a trade, but arguably more importantly, he is now in day 12 of becoming a vegan.
4: Day 12. Day 12? Yeah. Oh. uh, I like this as long as he does it right. There's some athletes... I'm always skeptical of any athlete that claims to be a vegan, because usually what'll happen is you read the article, and it's like, well, you know, usually. Usually I'm a vegan, except for like every other day, or like two days a week, I, I eat a whole hog. So... I'm, I'm all for him taking control of his diet because, as we discussed a couple days ago, or a few days ago, I don't I, – Landry and I got into it, and I wish we'd had a full segment to talk about it. Landry is basically painting Chris Paul out as a fat dude or something, and it really annoyed me. Even when I brought up the – I brought the photo from training camp last year out where they're all on the beach, and you can see Chris Paul's abs. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He's not shredded like – He's not as lean as like Gerald Green, but he's not fat. But then again, who is? Yeah, that's right. But he's uh and I only bring Gerald Green up because Gerald Green in that photo is standing right next to him. But you could you've made this point, Mike, and it's a very, very good point. Chris Paul is well into his thirties and he's had soft tissue issues the last few seasons. Losing a few pounds might be a really good idea yeah, for just, Chris Paul.
5: Just even like a pound or two or right. three every single year, like that, that makes a big difference.
4: Whether he is a thicker guy or not, just if you've got any bad body fat at all, if you're an NBA athlete, losing a few pounds goes a long way. Like all those constant, that pounding from that two and a half to four miles that you run every single game, yep. and then all the shoot arounds and everything in between, you take a lot of force off your joints with just a few pounds gone. So I don't. Yeah, look, we could get into the whole vegan debate. Look, there are successful athletes that are vegans. It's harder and harder you, the the more of like a it's called glycolytic. The more of a the more of a high impact sport you have, the harder it becomes. What's that glycolytic? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Now I'm getting uh no, I'm getting a uh, yeah. But it's anyway, not a sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um it's just hard. Like, it takes a lot of effort. That's why Arian Foster deciding to do it in July was probably not the best advised move. And that's why he abandoned it so quickly.
5: And he plays a very physical sport. Right. So, right, so I but, feel like it's slightly different. And he...
4: But... but. You can do it. It just takes a lot of work. Like, you got to really plan everything out and be sure you're getting all your vitamins and minerals and enough protein without overeating. Some vegans get fat because it's so hard to get enough protein if you're, really? like, highly They get fat? They get fat and kind of soft and weird looking if they don't really do it right. Some vegans look super healthy. I was talking to Kylie Wong about this the other day because one of our old teammates— Ah, oh shoot. I can't remember who he was talking about. Um, he said he's like, yeah, he looks really good. Like, he's gone vegan. And he's a bigger guy, but he looks really good. Because I know other guys that have gone vegan, and if they're not like super careful about it, you start almost looking like a like you're like you're uh, like you're missing something. You almost look like a, a weird version of like a smoker. Like your skin doesn't look right. Like you're just kind of you just don't look healthy. How depressing would it be to become a vegan and then become fat? Yeah,
5: <laughs> that would be that would be pretty depressing. Like if if it, would actually, if it would depend if you stuck to the diet. Yeah. Relatively, you, you stuck to the plan, and then you started be looking fat. That would be very be like if you
4: cleaned up your life and your wife left you because of it. Exactly, like, <laughs> like if you're an I alcoholic. Can't do right? If you're an alcoholic and like you stopped and you and you quit drinking booze, and all of a sudden your wife was like, yeah, this is no fun anymore." I'm this, gone.
5: This all was kind of buried in a story. So Jonathan Fagans out in Los Angeles caught up with Chris Paul at some events, and it was just kind of dropped in. A lot of the story was about the trade demand yeah. and whether there was one or not. Chris Paul says no, and so at this event, uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> munching on a plant-based burger from one of the event sponsors, Beyond Meat.
4: Yeah, they're 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 coming up with synthetic meat that yeah. looks closer and closer to the real thing. I was at, which would be a big deal because then even like if you're not a vegan for moral reasons or anything, it's just good for the environment. Like no it doubt. takes a lot. Of, look, and I look, I I love all those cows. I've, I, I've raised beef cattle myself and sold them. I'd much rather re- raise a soybean patch.
2: Chris Paul's on the wrong side of thirty-two, wrong side of thirty-three, wrong side of thirty-four at this point in time, and. With three more years left on his deal and the money left on that deal with the Houston Rockets, that contract is untradeable. You're not getting rid of Chris Paul. So the only thing you can really do is that hope he improves his own performance. And hey, maybe being a vegan will do exactly that. But it's up to the Rockets to supplement that roster with some veterans that want to be there, that will hold the peace, that will keep the line because Harden and Paul are the two most important players in the organization. And if they don't like one another, it's going to be miserable for everybody else on that roster. And Mike D'Antoni is not really a guy that's going to get in your face. So you need players in the locker room to do that for you. On the diamond, the New York Mets, as usual, dysfunctional. Over the weekend, Mickey Calloway, the manager, being Asked some difficult questions by the assembled media about the use of the bullpen and about a sub-500 season right now and all the expectations that were on the Mets coming into the year to compete for the division. Those things seem out the windows. So Callaway took offense of that to one of the reporters over the weekend in Chicago. Jason Vargas also challenging that same reporter to a fight. And the Mets had to apologize to said reporter. More bad times in New York City on WFAN, a pair of Mets fans are irate. Here's Joe Meningo and Evan Roberts. Sometimes the media's gonna ask you tough questions,
0: and sometimes you're gonna think those questions are unfair. But as manager, you are a spokesman, and you've got to deal with it. That's what it. You've got to freaking deal with it. I'm not gonna tell you that every question is fair or every question is right. But you know what you've got to do, Mickey? You know what Aaron Boone has to do? What David Fisdale has to do? What Adam Gates yep, is yep, going to have to yep, do? Yep. What Pat Shermer yep, has to yep, do? Yep. And what everyone Everybody. who came before that yep, has to yep, do? Yep.
1: Is you've got to freaking deal with it. Yep.
3: You That's do. it.
1: You do. Deal with it. And, and, I, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll even say this. I'll defend Mickey in this way. I'm sure his frustration comes from what you're saying. That he knows his hands are tied. And he knows that this game, this is a game they had to win and it was blown Uh, in a number of different levels that are probably, like you said, beyond his control. So now, the guy's like, I could understand the frustration level. But with that said, like you said, bro, you still gotta handle it.
0: You just gotta handle it. You gotta. And and what's crazy to me, and almost in a weird way makes this worse, is that Mickey Calloway is the G-Gala-we-love-everybody manager. I'm not gonna criticize my player, because we love our players. And yet, the guy he loses it on, the guy he shows passion at, is a freaking beat writer? Yep. No offense? Yeah, I know. That's where the passion's coming from because yep. you know that every Met fan would love to see that passion from Mickey Galloway yeah. yeah. Against an umpire, against
1: the owner, against the GM, yeah, against say, the player. Go tell him Van and you know where you could stick it because yeah. I got to play Jeff McNeil today, okay? Well, I, I mean, just thought with that. I, it's, it's unbelievable. It's un- bro, I Unbelievable. How bad that loss was yesterday. I, I, I'm saying Saturday. I kept saying this Saturday after after they blew them out Saturday. Man, this is you got to win this game yeah, Sunday. Yeah. This is a major game. You got your number one pitcher on the mound. You got to have this game. You got to win. Finally, win a series on the road. You got a little momentum, They actually, at that point, would have a winning road trip going into Philadelphia when we thought this was the end of the year. And for them to do what they did yesterday, it, it's a crusher, man. It is.
0: It really is. You now, the, the beautiful thing <laughs>
1: well, about baseball is there's 80 something games left. Well,
0: And they play today. And if they win today, and they win tomorrow, and all you know before you know it, the Phillies have lost ten in a row well, we or eleven in a row. That's the case. We will feel better. But you're right. I mean, there was this feeling, at least I had. Clearly, you had. Yep. Yep. That wow, they're going to surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to turn this thing around. Yep. This is going to be like I saw in basketball a few months ago with the Nets. When out of nowhere you go on a run, and yesterday was damaging. As far as Jason Vargas is concerned, I don't know what the history is here. I don't know what yeah, caused him to be so angry at Whatever. Tim Haley. I don't know. He said and he was
1: staring him down, right? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, he didn't say anything to him, did he?
0: Apparently not. I, I don't know. And honestly, as a Met fan, I don't care that much. I care more about the fact that the manager doesn't know what he's doing. The GM is tying the manager's hands behind his back. Yep, yep. The owner doesn't get enough criticism in this town. We all know that. Let's go make fun of James Dolan, but not say a word about Jeff Wilpon. And here we are in a season that feels frustrating and lost, yep. even though they're only three and a half games out. Yep. It
1: still feels. Lost. Well, and, and it's made worse because they got a lot of nice young players on this team. I mean, Alonzo and McNeil, let's start with them. How good are these guys? These guys are all stars. I don't know if they're going to be on your all star team, they're all
2: stars. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just an awful look for the franchise. This started back in the offseason with Brody Van Wagen and their general manager. Brody wanted to get some cachet back in the city. He wanted to shake maybe the fan base out of its doldrums. He was hired because he could talk big and guarantee big things. And he said, you know, come get us. We're the favorites of the National League East, yada, yada, yada. And now you got egg on your face. And when you have pressure and you collapse under that pressure in New York City, it's going to get ugly. So for Vargas, for Callaway, and for the rest of the match that are sniping at media, hey, you got bigger fish to fry than the media, my friends. You got to start turning the season around or there's going to be a lot of people to get the axe, just like your pitching coach did last week. And that has nothing to do with the coverage that you get in the newspapers. Over the weekend, Panthers quarterback Cam Newton was taking a flight to France, apparently, and this was going to be a 10-hour flight. So he got stuck on a middle seat, and he offered a man who had more legroom, $1,500, to switch. The guy said no, and people are going, wow, said no to Cam Newton for $1,500. Well, why did the guy say no? Here's the sports junkies, a 106.7 The Fan in D.C. I think
0: why, people
6: are just like, why would not, you take the $1,500? Yeah, because
2: if you're
7: flying back well, and
0: forth, and you're looks like you're in some sort of business he, class or first class in France, from France... You might not need 1500 bucks. That's well, a good
7: point. You might not need it, and he doesn't want to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. For a I mean, 10-hour who, flight? He wants to be uncomfortable for 10 hours? You know what I mean? Now, I'm sure the guy had a price. I'm surprised Cam Newton found himself in that spot. I would assume Cam Newton's always in first class. Well, like Valdez says, he might have already been, but he just found somebody who had a sweeter spot in first class. Maybe maybe that was a guy that didn't have like know, his seat a when, row of seats in front well, of him or...
6: When Cam sat down, it did not look like he was in a first class cabin. It looked like he was just with all the dogs, hmm. to me. But I, I, I don't
8: it might know. have been the case. Like I mean, uh, I don't know why he went to France. Like let's, this is just playing a complete speculation game. But let's say he went over there for some sponsor type deal, and then the
7: sponsor, you know, somebody booked him in his flight, and he just ended up in a regular seat. It looks like the guy. It looks like the guy doesn't have a seat right in front of him. I don't know if it's an exit row. I don't know what it is.
6: I'm, I'm thinking maybe it, I've never been on a plane that size, obviously, but maybe it's after you get through like business and first class, like that first row in with the donks. Yeah. Might just have some extra. Yeah, that's row. true.
8: You know how, you right, know, right, like, like row one magazines
6: are. doesn't
0: have like a row of seats in front of it or a tray table. Right. So, so a lot of people spread that's out.
6: That's what it looks like. But because he looks like he's just packed in with, with everybody else, <laughs> that does not look first class esque. No, trust me, from somebody who's never
7: flown first class. Right, that it's more room than a lot of the flights I've been on, but it's not. Yeah, it just looks like one of the donks. Just looks like a regular donk. And then why would you turn? Let's just say you're, you're, you know, you have, you make a good living, but you know, fifteen hundred bucks is still a good, good amount of money Cash. For, for anybody. Why do you think you turned him down? If it, do you think you just was taken aback? Could maybe, have just been sort of taken aback. He's re- just
6: rich, and fifteen hundred bucks yeah. does nothing to him. It doesn't mean anything. Could be. Could be. I mean, it's not. yeah.
8: Maybe he doesn't like the Carolina
6: Panthers and Cam Newton. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's a big Saints fan. Yeah. yeah he just hates Cam Newton, wants him to be uncomfortable.
9: But isn't there more than one person with leg room?
6: Right, but this yeah, might have been, been, been a
7: unique seat, though. Like like, he was
6: on the aisle, and I think that extra leg room, especially, like you can stick your leg maybe out in the aisle a little bit right. when the,
7: the, the. No, he's in the aisle, too. Cams in the aisle. You don't want to Listen, I sit in the aisle all the time. You can't really stick your leg out cuz they're always coming up with a damn cart. It's <laughs> yeah, really to not a thing. Throw. You can't really do that. You know what I My though? guess South is it West? might have been one of those rare ones where you didn't actually have a chair right in front of them. Mm-hmm. I noticed this, it's right. yeah, I think that's
0: exactly what it is. Yeah.
7: Southwest doesn't do the carts. Or at least the last flight that
8: I did, I liked it they basically came a and tray? did the order and they wrote no that they, they basically came up to came up to your row mm-hmm. and then they said, "What would you like to drink?" I said, "You know, Coke." And they just jotted it down, and then eventually they came back, and then they handed it to you. Right.
7: Yeah. I don't know. I've had that, too. But I don't know. I've been a lot of short flights lately. Uh, Cam
8: might have just run out of time, too. To to, like, Why didn't he offer anybody else? Maybe it would have been truly embarrassing to get turned down by several people. No, I think it was a
7: unique situation where there wasn't a chair in front of that particular seat. That was the hot seat. That was the best seat on the plane. And I think he just needed to up the ante. Or or the guy. he, He had to go Big. or the guy may have had a
0: silly sitting next to him <laughs>
7: <laughs> Well what? Or it could be yeah like if it was just your wife he could have been traveling with his wife it's say, hey yeah. i don't want to you know or my kid or something you know i want to be separated if i'm traveling with my daughter i only heard the
8: audio of cam. cam i didn't really hear the other side right did anybody hear the other side no, i did I not just hear cam he was coming like, back say,
6: from
2: paris 1500 and he to goes, the u.s Cash. Look, the length of the flight is the key here. This is a 10-hour flight, people. You're not just going to sacrifice a little legroom on 10 hours. Two-and-a-half-hour flight, no problem. $1,500, bucks, i am good. Maybe for 1500 bucks, Cam Newton keeps that in his pocket for a two-and-a-half-hour flight. But once you get past the four-hour mark, you can't. If you have afforded the legroom already, you can't just kick that away for 1500 bucks. I think Cam Newton needs to offer more. I think you got to be up in the $5,000 range and you really got to sweeten the pot, maybe Super Bowl tickets. Because let's face it, a 10 hour flight, you are not the same flight. You are not the same rider. You are not the same comfort level with no legroom on a 10 hour transcontinental over the Atlantic Ocean flight. It's just not the same. Plus, if it's true that Cam Newton missed his original flight for being late, you can't feel bad for Cam Newton. Look, you knew it was on the line. It was a long flight. You can't just waltz your way onto an airline and think you're just going to be buying off everybody for their legroom. It doesn't work that way. UConn left the Big East for the American six years ago. And since then, their programs have toiled in obscurity, essentially, outside of the women's basketball program. So men's basketball gets to jump back on the Big East bandwagon. But where does football play? Well, here is Brett McMurphy from Stadium college sports insider who joined the Jeff Calkins show on 92.9 in Memphis. City of Memphis won't have UConn as a conference rival anymore. That is a quote-unquote rivalry that just never
9: took off. It was it – was, <laughs> Like UConn and the rest of the Americans. <laughs> like UConn and the rest of the Americans. It is funny. There were ne- – there's – of all the people who were – the of all the unhappy media contingents as they came through Memphis – the UConn people were the most unhappy. They just couldn't believe that they were uh, doomed to this fate. That this program—it just ne- why why hasn't it worked with Yukon and the American?
10: Well, the the folks from Yukon will say that it's because which this has nothing to do with success on the field or on the court. But basically, the fan base never bought into. The makeup of the American, you know, they were a charter member of the Big East, and right. um, they're used to playing Georgetown, Villanova, St. John's, Seton Hall, uh, Syracuse. Although obviously they left to go to the ACC, but that's you know that's kind of their makeup, that's their DNA, that's their identity. Right. So then they, Big East schools, the Catholic schools, say we're going basketball only, so they're left with the American and football and all the other sports, and basically they could not get excited about playing the likes of East Carolina and Tulane. And you know the, you know the list of schools in the league. Right. I understand that. Uh, of course, yes. With that, be, with that being said, UConn, they won the national title. They're actually their first year in the American with Kevin Ollie in 2014. Since then, they've been to exactly one NCAA tournament, and they have three consecutive losing seasons in basketball. In football, it's a 1,000 times worse. They went to the 2010 Fiesta Bowl. Since then, eight consecutive losing seasons. They've won fewer than three games in five of the last six years, and last year's score record was 1-11. They, have, they had the worst defense in the history of college football a couple of years ago. So you can say the fans are, don't have an interest in the opponents they're playing. The fans probably don't have an interest in the, in the quality of the, of the programs dropping down so much with the exception of women's basketball.
9: Right. Um, so in some ways, the, the – Conference it's being scapegoated for the failures of the of the coaching staffs of men's basketball and uh, and and football. By the way, is this done? Like, are they how done is this?
10: I think there's. um, I believe the announcement could be made as early as this week. I mean, it would take take effect in 2020. Um, And then what's what's going to be fascinating? A two couple things which I'm I'm writing later today uh, for Stadium. I'll tweet it out later, but basically, the two biggest questions from all this, the the bigger things as opposed to UConn going to the Big East, I think, is what happens to UConn football, which their options are not very good. They want to be a football-only member in either the MAC, Conference USA or the the American. I've talked to sources in all those leagues. They said that is not going to happen. (laughs) I had one source tell me that if UConn thinks they're going to be a football-only member in the American, they're delusional. We've made that clear to them ever since these rumors of going to the biggies popped up. So you take that out of the equation. UConn claims they want to stay at the FBS level. So that means you've got to be an independent. Well, they're not Notre Dame. They're not even BYU, for that matter. So I don't think they can survive on the independent level in, in FBS. I think the best thing for them, although, again, UConn sources stress. They are not dropping football. They are not dropping down to FCS. Would be to drop down to FCS. Idaho did it in 2018. They went from FBS to FCS because by by getting out of the American, you've basically admitted we do not want to try to compete in FBS football at the highest level we can be. We have no aspirations to try to get. If there is more one more round of expansion, we have no aspirations, and we've admitted we are not going to make the cut. To get into a power five league so they basically admitted they have no interest in doing that or they realize they can't do that so just why why make it a you know quit pretending what you're not and just drop down to the fcs so we'll have to see what happens with them
2: this is the right move for yukon they had just been buried in anonymity since going to the American, there's just no rivalries that anybody cares about. I mean, Memphis, Houston, East Carolina, USF, UCF, nobody cares about those rivalries. It's not a real rivalry. And so getting back to the Yukon of the Big East is paramount, even if it means no home for football. And it's smart because what's football really bringing you anyway at this point in time? A couple million dollars a year with the American TV revenue and what? Tens of thousands of empty seats every Saturday? I mean, give me a break. That is not worth sticking around to the American. UConn needed the Big East more than the Big East needed UConn. And finally, love is in the air in sports talk radio. Usually it's fighting and screaming and yelling about something, but no, today it was love. As one half of Sean and RJ on 1053 The Fan in Dallas decided to pop the question on the air Here's Sean getting engaged.
4: I'm out of questions. All right, I have one real quick.
2: I could ask you,
0: this will be the final one, then our special guest coming in studio. I could go personal life with the family discussions that we have, all the pool parties that you let me throw, uh, taking care of me and the house. I could go work, the 4 a.m. alarm clocks. You somehow sleep through those. The games on TV every night that you put up with. But I'll put it, I'll ask if you want to continue laughing, eating, and watching reality TV garbage with me. What? (laughs) Amanda Contreras, will you marry me? Oh, my
5: God. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you serious?
10: Surprise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like shaking. Bring it in, boss. Oh, my God. <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Thank oh you. Yes.
7: yes. Oh, my god. oh my gosh. This Michelle gave me the idea of the pool.
4: So my song.
0: Hands are shaking. Sean's
4: <laughs> shaking. Hey, we brain. gotta get. We gotta hit break on time. <laughs> oh, we're good. I'm oh, like we're this, so worried about the break. The music play. This is great, mariachi music. I love it.
2: To the lovebirds in the DFW area, congratulations from around the dial to you. You see, it's not all just yelling at people to be fired or traded or benched on sports talk radio. Sports talk hosts can have. A nicer side, a lighter side, a lovelier side. Even so much as popping the question and getting a yes, thankfully, because that's a big spot right there. You don't want to be told no in a spot like that on radio. Here on Sports Talks, best home around the dial. For a Monday, June the 24th. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Love in the air. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial.
1: Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on radio.com or the radio.com app.